0: Good morning, everybody, and welcome to another Resources for the Blind episode. I'm your host, Amber Lacey. So this month is Braille Literacy Month. Now, I know last year um, I had given um, an an abbreviated version of Braille's history, but what I thought I would do is kind of do a um, story time for Braille Literacy. Um... That way you guys kind of have more of a history as far as how things went down when Braille was um, first invented. This comes from a series called a picture book series. So it has different picture books that are related to different people like Anne Frank and... um, quite a few other people who are famous, and these come in print and Braille, so that way you can read them with your kiddos, um, and they're by, they're written by David A. Adler, but the illustrations are by John and Alexandra Walner, um, so again, this is just kind of a story time to give you guys more of, um, history of Louis Braille. So the other picture books here- picture books that come in this series are a picture book of George Washington, a picture book of Abraham Lincoln, a picture book of Martin Luther King Jr., a picture book of Thomas Jefferson, a picture book of Benjamin Franklin, a picture book of Helen Keller. Um... A picture book. So like I said, that one was Helen Keller. This one is a picture book of Ellen Roosevelt. Picture book of Christopher Columbus. There's John F. Kennedy. Um John Simone Boulevard, I think is how you pronounce his name. A picture of a picture book of Harriet Tubman. Um Florence Nightingale, Jesse Owens, Anne Frank, um, Frederick Douglass, um, Sitting Bull, Rosa, Rosa Parks, Robert E. Lee, Sojourner Truth, Jackie Robinson, Paul Revere, Patrick Henry, Um, Davy Crockett, Thomas Alva Edison, Thurgood Marshall. So those are just a few that are in this particular series. But the one that we're doing is picture book of Louis Braille. So again, this is just to kind of give you guys more of a history of how things were and how things happened. Now, if I mispronounce some of the words, I do apologize. So... Okay, Louis Braille was born on January 4, 1809 in Coupe Bray, a small hillside village near Paris, France. Louis's father was Simon René Braille, a saddle maker. His mother was Monique Baron Braille. Louis was the youngest of their four children. The Brailles lived in a three-room stone house. The food they ate came mostly from their small farm and vineyard. Across the yard, Simon Renee had his shop with a large workbench, many pieces of leather, mallets, sharp knives, and pointed awls. While his father worked, Louis often played nearby with small leftover scraps of leather. Okay. Um, one summer day while his father was outside with a customer, three-year-old Louis went into the shop. He took one of the... He took one of the sharp pointed tools he had seen his father use. Louis played with it, imitating what he had seen his father do so often. But the tool slipped and cut into his eye. Louis screamed. His parents ran to him. They cleaned away the blood and bandaged the eye. The Brails took Louie to an old woman who was considered a healer. She put Lily water on the wound. Then the Brails took Louie to a doctor. But there was nothing anyone could do to save the eye. It became infected. The infection spread to the other eye, and within a short while Louis was blind. Louis Braille was blind. Louis had to learn again how to feed himself and how to walk without bumping into things. Louis' father made him a cane. Louis used it to tap the ground in front of him to make sure the path was clear. And when Louis walked somewhere, he counted his steps. He remember. How many there were for his way back. In his now completely dark world, Louis became more aware of sounds, smells, and shapes and feel of things. He learned to distinguish the different sounds people made when they walked. He often knew who was coming to the house by the sign their cart made when the wheels rolled over the cobblestone path. 1800s, France was at war. The French Emperor Napoleon had sent huge armies to fight across Europe and and Russia. At first, they were victorious, but by 1814, the French armies had been defeated and were hurrying back home. In April 1814, enemy enemy Russians. Okay, let me read that again. I'm sorry. In April 1814, enemy Russian soldiers invaded. Coop and demanded to be housed and fed. For the next two years, many Russian soldiers passed through the Braille's house. It must have been frightening for young Louis to live with strangers he could neither see nor understand. <clears throat> In 1815, a new priest, Jacques Jacques Louis, came to Coop He became Louis's first teacher. He taught Louis the Bible. He taught him to recognize animals by their sounds and flowers by their feel and smell. Louis's father hammered round-tipped upholstery nails into a board to form letters. Louis felt the heads of the nails and learned the alphabet. His father then taught him how to combine letters and form words. Now in this book, if you're reading this entirely in braille, there's a page that has like the braille and then the print and braille words, and then there's a page that shows pictures. And it just descri- the part that has the braille and print words and braille it describes what the pictures are. But um, obviously, I'm not gonna read through those because I don't want to make this podcast too long. Um, the next year, a new schoolmaster, and Anne- Antoine Barquette, came to Cootbridge. It was unusual then for a blind child to attend school but Louis was especially smart and Antoine Berbeckeret was anxious to teach him Louis could not Louis could only learn by listening he couldn't read books the way other children could nevertheless he had a good memory and was an excellent student in february 1819 louis was sent to paris to live and study at the National Institute for Blind Children. It was the world's first school for the blind, founded in 1784 by Valetine Who I don't know. So I'm gonna butcher some, some of these names, but. Um, when Louis came to the school, it was an oblique five-story building with metal bars on the windows. 30 years earlier, during the days of the French Revolution, the building had been a pr- prison Louis Braille would live at the school for the rest of his life. There were books at the Institute for Louis to read. They had raised letters he could feel. The the letters were large. The books were big and heavy. Tracing each letter with his fingertips was a slow process. He had to be sure to distinguish between a P and an yeah, P and an R and an E and an F but at least Louis was reading there were craft and music classes and regular lessons in history, geography mathematics, Latin and grammar Louis especially loved music he had a real talent for it and learned to play the piano, organ violin and cello Louis played the organ um, in a few Paris churches In 1821, Louis Braille was taught sonography, night writing, the code of raised dots and dashes. It had been invented by Charles Barbier, a captain in the French army, so soldiers could read messages in the dark without lighting lamps. The soldiers could feel the messages. Louis Braille was... Louis Braille was excited by sonography. He could use it to read and write, but he slowly saw problems with the system. It took um, many dots to write a single word. There was no code for numbers or punctuation marks. Sonography was a phonetic system with symbols for every sound, but not every letter. So Louis could not spell with it. Louis began to experiment with his own code. He worked on it late at night after his classmates were asleep. He worked on it early in the morning too, before classes. In 1824, Louis Braille demonstrated his system to Dr. Andre Pignier, the school's principal. Louis Braille's code used raised dots in two rows of three dots each, like the six dots on a domino. He found 63 combinations, enough for each letter of the alphabet, punctuation marks, numbers, and math signs. Later he developed a raised dot system for musical notes. Braille's new system was okay, Lily's new system was much easier to learn and read than sonography. By 1825, Louis Braille and his friend Gabriel Gauthier had made the first Braille writing board. Now, Louis, Gabriel, and other blind people could write too. In 1826, Louis Braille was made an assistant and two years later, a full teacher at the National Institute. He taught mathematics, geography, grammar, and music. While other teachers at the school punished children who did not understand their lessons. Willie Braille was kind and gentle. At first, many sighted people were against switching to Braille's new system. Adopting the new code would be expensive. It would mean new books would have to be produced for the blind. Sighted people had no problem with the old raised letter system. They could read it easily and saw no need for change. The National Institute still used the old raised letter books, but on their own, the students tried Lily's new system. They loved it. Dr. Pignier wanted it adopted at the school. He felt it c- should become France's official writing code for the blind, but the directors of the National Institute were against it. In 1840, they found out, the school was using books printed in braille and they forced okay let me read that again I think I missed a missed word um, in 1840 when, the, when they found out the school was using books pr- printed in braille they forced Dr. Pignier to leave the National Institute sighted people were not lear- learning braille's six dot system the blind could not write to them. The, so, in 1839, Louis Braille invented a system he called ref- graphography, I'm not sure exactly what that is or how that's pronounced, forming the shapes of letters using raised dots. Blind people could feel the letters, sighted people could see them. Graphography, I do Anyway, um, while Louis Braille worked on his code, he continued to teach, but in the middle of lessons he often had to stop. He was having coughing fits. By eighteen thirty five his cough developed, developed into tuberculosis. By eighteen thirty five his cough developed into tuberculosis, a deadly disease in the eighteen hundreds. At times he was too weak to teach. He often went home to Coop Vray to breathe the clean, country air and to rest. Then late in 1851, Louis Braille became gravely ill. From his bed, he told his friends, I am convinced my mission on earth is completed. He died on January 6th, 1852, just after his 43rd birthday. The accomplishments of Louis Braille were not widely known in 1852, but by the end of the century, his six-dot code known simply as Braille was applied to many languages and was in use around the world. Helen Keller, who was blind and deaf, called Louis Louis Braille's Louis Braille a gen, genius with godlike courage and a heart of gold. She wrote that Braille made a pleasure for made it a pleasure for me to read. The world around me shone afresh with treasures. She wrote that Louis Braille built a large firm stairway for millions of sense crippled human beings to climb from homeless, hopeless darkness to the mind eternal. Um, so the author put um, a noted point of this, and he says, Today, the proper, or Today with proper treatment, Louis Braille's eye condition would re- would not result in blindness. Hi. Sounds good. We'll see you later. See you later. It's cold out here still. <laughs> it is. <laughs> uh, today with proper treatment, Louis Braille's eye injury would not result in blindness. Today there are also medicines to successfully treat tuberculosis tuberculosis the disease that killed louis braille louis braille first experimented with dots and dashes when he noticed it was easier to feel just dots he dropped the dashes in 1952 on the 100th anniversary of louis braille's death his remains were moved to a pantheon in paris he was laid to rest there among other great french Excuse me, among other great French heroes. So that's kind of the story of how Braille was invented. Um, I hope you guys are all doing well. I hope that gave you guys more of a lesson on how it was invented. Hope you guys are all doing well and I'll see y'all next episode.